Coronavirus is having an effect on all of us in some way or another, whether we are working from home, worrying about loved ones or our investments, or concerned about the safety of our jobs. So how does that affect the property market in the UAE and further afield? For tenants, losing a job could cause issues with paying the rent, and for owners, job loss or reduction in income could make it difficult to pay the mortgage. While for those with property overseas, their tenants might struggle to pay the rent. Meanwhile, for those looking to buy a home in the UAE, what measures have been introduced to help them? I'm Alice Hayne, the Personal Finance Editor of The National, and I'm hosting this podcast from my house as I join many residents in the UAE working from home. Today, I'm joined by Mario Volpi, the Sales and Leasing Manager at Engel & Volkers, who writes The National's Homefront column every week. Mario will be answering all of our property-related questions amid these very unusual times. So Mario, I mean, property and coronavirus, what's your first thoughts on all of that? Well, clearly it's, uh, it's a bit of a problem and a, and a very large challenge for all of us here. As, uh, as the listeners can um, imagine, uh, pretty much, I would say, 99% of all real estate agents here in Dubai uh, work on a uh, commission-only basis, and therefore their salary is dependent on what they sell or what they lease. And as people start to um, turn in on themselves and, and, and shun away from sort of making those property purchases or, or moving uh, rents, then it has a, a very big effect on the individuals uh, to be able to make ends meet. So it is, it is a problem. However, uh, where there is a, a downside, there's always an upside. And we're trying to remain positive that, uh, that the government is doing all it can to curtail this, um, this situation and, uh, and to get on top of it. And I think it's doing a good job by requesting that uh, the self-isolation and the closing of certain establishments, uh, and, and, and such as obviously malls, which we, we hear are going to be closing. And um, apart from essential items, I think this is, this is a good move. However, it does cause a problem for, for the real estate market, especially for individuals working within it. So, I mean, obviously, as you say, people working within it, I mean, are you able to show people houses at the moment? If are there people looking to move into a house either to buy or to rent? Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, this is all new to us all, really, and 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 I don't want to paint a picture that's too doom and gloom. There are still people out there, um, you know, requesting property details. There are people out there who are calling us, you know, wanting to do viewings. The difficulty that we have now is that um, with self isolation there's a lot of people at home and and these people at home uh, are starting especially tenants are starting to maybe be a little bit wary about strangers coming to to their home uh, it's not their property especially if they're tenants it, they live there it's their home but it's not their property it's the la- it's the landlord's property and um, you know this is causing some some issues we we do have people out viewing uh, but we do also have certain developers who uh, are not necessarily on hand to to help us. So we are we are conducting the viewings as best we can. We always explain to people the situation. If um, the occupiers are okay with us coming in, uh, then obviously these viewings still take place. Now I'm not sure how long that's going to last, uh, but as far as we're concerned, it is we're trying to do business as usual. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and it's a difficult time for anyone. I, I would, I'm very glad I'm not moving right at this moment or trying to find a new property because 
I feel very safe being able to stay at home and and keep away from everything. But if I was looking to move or or to find somewhere, you know, let's say I'm moving next month and I'm looking to find a home, what, what's your advice for somebody in those situations? Well, look, I was I was about to say what what seems to have slowed down is is the the casual looker. Um, anybody that has to move right now, and by that I mean specifically uh, potentially people who are coming up to re- either renew their tenancy or or are looking to actually move because their tenancy is coming to an end. The, these people, I would definitely say that uh, literally the world is your oyster in some respects because you know owners and landlords are are, are very keen, obviously, to secure a good tenant, and um, and so the options are definitely there. My 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 advice is. I keep saying it, and I'm going to repeat it again. It is business as as usual, although it's business unusual in the sense that what what is in front of us. But um, you know, the portals are still all up and running. We we have sent a message out to to all the agents to to list uh, the properties at, or to continue to list the properties uh, as best as as we can. Uh, listing management is very very important because there's no no point having something available if it's overpriced. And this has been a problem definitely in the past where both landlords and owners have been marketing properties perhaps a little bit over-enthusiastically uh, on their prices. So we now have an opportunity with a little bit more time on our hands to actually talk through to landlords and sellers that uh, the time has come, if they are serious about moving their property, to actually um, you know, look at reducing the prices down. Uh, we're, not, we're not talking cataclysmic situations here, but... You know, people need to understand that uh, people are worried about their, their their jobs, their security, and therefore, um, you know, if if someone is in the market, they they need to be in some respects under the market when it comes to price. And is that mainly you're focusing more on rental there when you're saying that? Yes and no. Um, when it, you know, we we are an agency that does both sales and rentals, but what seems to be uh, moving a little bit more potentially would be on the rental market because. That is where people have a need. Uh, you know, you don't need to buy a property. You want to buy a property, but you you always need to live somewhere. Uh, and when that comes to the rental market, if people are renegotiating or, or having to move because uh, of other circumstances, that's where the rental market is, is a little bit busier for us. I stress, however, that we are still dealing with a lot of buyers. Um, these buyers tend to be perhaps more investors. You will find that this particular market that we find ourselves in will bring out uh, a lot of investors, a lot of people who potentially are looking for um, that that good deal, and um, you know, and they are definitely out there. People are selling mm-hmm. for for all sorts of reasons. Sometimes they you know they need to move their money from one place to another. Uh, you know, the dollar is very strong at the moment. Therefore, uh, anybody that is selling something here in the UAE and perhaps wanting to reinvest it in their home country, for example a great time to do it because they can actually get a little bit more bang for their buck. That is certainly true. Yes, the dollar is extremely strong and uh, you do have a lot of buying opportunities elsewhere. But I I think a lot of people might be quite cautious about buying right now. But before we focus fully on buying, I just want to touch again on for renters. So for those who might be struggling, let's say um, their income might have been cut. I mean, some companies are reducing incomes or perhaps their income is cut completely. So you might have a, a minor reduction or you might not have a job at all. What, what should they do if they've got rental checks coming up? You know, how should they negotiate with their landlord during this time? Yeah, I mean, that's a very, very difficult question to really answer correctly because everybody has a different situation that they're having to deal with. 
what, what we've got to remember is that we're kind of all in this together. And, and my advice to landlords would be that if a, if a tenant is approaching, uh, you know, you to to sort of talk about uh, uh, the rent, it's it's very easy to turn around and say, sorry, uh, you know, we have a contract. It's written. You have to pay me X, Y, Z. Now, obviously, I would always say to any tenant, obviously, check your contract first and foremost uh, and to see if there are any clauses that allows for situations such as such as breaking you know breaking the contract if indeed you know you you've actually lost your job whether there is no income at all then there's the fair thing to do is obviously to contact the landlord uh, and have a have a face to face meeting with him whether that's uh, on the phone or I was going to say in a coffee shop but you can't even do that now I suppose um, <laughs> at uh, with a 2 meter distance between you but anyway to have a conversation um, email is fine, but I always think that you know the the written word, whilst it's important, is often lost in translation, especially through WhatsApp and texting. So, to be able to explain uh, the situation carefully, but for landlords to sort of listen, because it's easy to say sorry, no can do, you know, it's not my problem, and and this is often what comes out in situations with with tenants that the landlord takes that position of it's you know this is not my my problem therefore it's your problem well unfortunately it's everybody's problems you know the tenant isn't necessarily looking to just chip away at the landlord just for the sake of it but you know yesterday we heard the stories or stories we we, we heard the news break that you know emirates are, are asking their staff to to um you know take a take a pay cut uh, albeit for for two or three months uh, and um of between 25 and 50 percent depending on their pay grade now this is this you know can be a, a huge sum for some people, especially if they don't have savings. And if mm. you go from one month to the other, literally, dare I say, from hand to month, as in you, you know, the beginning of the month you have the money, at the end of the month you have nothing left. Um, you know, emergencies like this really can put the spanner in the work. So, you know, what advice can I give is just to literally pick up the phone, talk to the landlord, try to explain as best as possible your situation and hope that the landlord will have, um, I'm not even going to use the word compassion, but some understanding as to what you're going through. Now, of course, the tenant needs to also understand that the landlord may have a mortgage to pay, just like you said in your introduction. Mm. Um, now, obviously, banks have, um, through the central bank, have put some uh, directives which, uh, which will help. I mean, there are, there are some sort of payment holidays that they are, that they are announcing. So actually, there shouldn't be an excuse if a landlord says, I've got to pay my mortgage, that, you know, if a tenant does need to look for this sort of short-term help here, um, that, that they should be able to defer the mortgage payments in order to then be able to help their tenant. Because the last thing we want is for people to necessarily just, just vacate for the sake of it. I mean, and there, where would they go anyway? They can't leave the country. You know, flights uh, within 48 hours, I understand, you know, are going to be uh, grounded, I guess. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you, and you're right there because um, talking about central bank measures, um, lenders were asked earlier this month by the central bank to treat all their customers fairly and grant temporary relief uh, for any retail clients affected by the, the coronavirus. Um, in Dubai, for example, we've seen lenders such as Emirates MBD, Mashrek and Commercial Bank of Dubai 
they are saying that if you've taken out a mortgage, you can apply for a one-month repayment holiday with no fees. In Abu Dhabi, first Abu Dhabi Bank said it will defer payments on mortgages for up to three months for customers who are struggling um, as a result of the coronavirus. And similarly with ADCB, they are also making sure that there is a payment deferral available on request for customers who have mortgages with no extra charges incurred. So the banks are aware of this. You know, if, if a tenant can't pay their rent, then a landlord can't necessarily pay the mortgage. So the banks are ready for that. They, they have provisions to um, help mortgage holders because we're hoping that this is going to be a short-term situation. This is going to be a few months. It's not forever. And as you say, landlords do need to be flexible at this time. I'm a landlord myself, Mario, and one of my tenants in the UK has called me to say that she's a student doctor and her university has been shut. So she's actually having to fly back to her home. Mm. And so I have spoken to my agent and we've come up with a plan in that we will give her, because she's paid ahead because she's a student. So we are repaying her the rent on the condition that we find another tenant. And I've already got three viewings happening very soon. So it, it, it means that I'll be able to get her out of that contract as quickly as possible, probably up to four months earlier than she she wants to be, you know, than she was originally locked in for. And it's about being flexible. And, that, uh, and that's the, the situation we're all in. Yeah. And the key, the key really is about communication. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, uh, she contacted you as, as early as possible to be able to say, look, I have a situation, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not running away from my problems, but, but I have something and I do need assistance on. Now, clearly you've mobilized yourself very quickly. You've spoken to your agent. You've tried to organize other things. And, and that's all I think that, uh, that both landlords and tenants here really need to do. Talk it out. See what the situation is. If the landlord has a mortgage, then clearly there is some relief from the banks. If the landlord um, you know, doesn't have a mortgage, then, then the, the, if you like, the, the loss in income is something that hopefully is only temporarily uh, um, on the table as, as long as you know, they do agree to that. Ultimately, most contracts now do have a break clause. Um, and what I mean by that is if somebody specifically has to sort of get out of the contract, not just deferring a payment or, 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 or changing it slightly for a period of time, if they literally need to vacate, then the normal contracts nowadays state that there is a two-month penalty, two-month rental penalty, you know, to compensate the landlord in order to find another tenant. Now, what I would say in circumstances like that is that um, you know the landlord perhaps uh, to look at it and, and and maybe be a little bit flexible, uh, and, and and maybe instead of a two month maybe agree a one month or or to say look you know they they reserve the right that if they find another tenant, you know quickly enough if there's enough notice put in that if there's no uh, loss of earnings from the from the landlord to to actually not charge a two months at all if there's a continuity of of um, of lease in the sense that a new person coming in then takes over the old person's the the old tenant's um, contract. So so all these things are in the mix, and I, and I think flexibility is the key, but communication is is very much the key here. Absolutely, and and you know we're talking about renters, but buyers as well, because there have been some new measures for uh, first time buyers from the central bank. Can you talk us through those? Um, yes, the situation actually is very very good, and it's something that we. We, we've been wanting as agents to hear for some time. So the central bank has, has moved and has said that any, any person, uh, any first-time buyer that wishes to take out a mortgage now only has to put down 
if you are a non non Emirati, uh, you have to put down only twenty percent, whereas previously you had to put down twenty five percent. And of course, for for locals or GCC nationals, uh, that has now uh, gone from twenty percent previously to fifteen percent. So, so that there is you, you can get actually a, a bigger mortgage if you like. Now, with that comes obviously more expense, but with uh, the Fed uh, changing their interest rates in America, the central bank has obviously followed suit by lowering interest rates here, not just once, but twice, because they follow suit. Which makes mortgages quickly. much more affordable. Correct. So on one hand, you can borrow more, which is great. It means you don't have to put such a large sum down, but it, it means that they are a little bit cheaper anyway, because what you don't want is just to advocate people to borrow more money. But here, the actual cost of the, of the borrowing has come down too. So this has been a very welcome uh, news. I have to admit, though, it's kind of lost in all of this coronavirus thing because this would have made front page news mm. had it been normal. Um, I, I personally have been expecting this or hoping for it perhaps for a while as, as a shot in the arm, especially for the secondary market. Um, and yet sort of it, it arrived. And in the end, it, it kind of felt like a bit of a damp squib because there is so much else going on. Um, and every day there is more and more news to absorb. So, you know, if, if the listeners, you know, can take anything from this is that obviously uh, the loan to value rate um, has uh, has actually increased. You can actually get more loan to your to your value now. There's a full waiver of processing fees as well, isn't there? Um, well, that again, that's a little bit. In some confused. cases, that, yeah, that because, depends on which bank you're with. And also which Emirates you're with, because um, um, I think Abu Dhabi has definitely waived a lot of uh, a lot of the charges. Dubai still has not as such. Again, we are expecting or we are perhaps hoping uh, that things like transfer fees are, are, are you know, perhaps reduced. Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to be waived, but certainly reduced specifically for first time buyers. But better still for everybody, um, because like like we say, we're all in this together, and to to try and stimulate uh, the property market, which actually wasn't doing too badly, to be honest with you, uh, leading up to leading up to sort of this month. You know, January and February were actually not bad at all, and uh, we started 2020 uh, as you know with with optimism. Um, you know, there was a lot of property available for sure. That's down to the inventory. But developers were coming across with some very, very good payment plans, uh, some of which post handover payment plans, especially for the stock that they um, that they wanted to shift that uh, that is ready stock. And I'm talking about developers now. So primary market uh, post handover payment plans where literally you pay a certain amount, uh, typically anything from sort of 20, 30 up to 50 percent. And and the rest of the, the monies would then be payable over a, a set period of three, four and sometimes even five years. So, so things were, were really good up until uh, really March. One question, Mario. How long do you think the increase in the loan-to-value ratio will actually last? Is this a permanent thing or do you think it's a temporary thing? Well, uh, like I said, I was expecting it for some time. Um, so clearly it's been done now because of the situation that we are in. Uh, and so maybe the bank has had its hand moved a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that this is actually going to be a permanent move. And um, I mean, we, we've had, it was 2013, if I remember rightly, when they actually moved, uh, had, had all these implementations in, in place to sort of slow down the property market. I mean, the market was running away with itself prior to the uh, announcement of Expo. So 
So these were cooling measures. Now, we've really had sort of six years, five to six years of, you know, of, of prices uh, softening, if you like, to, to a, a greater or lesser degree. So as agents, we, we've been kind of hoping for this move for a while. So I hope that it is a permanent measure, uh, that it stays in place. But like anything, banking um, is, is a sector where, where it's constantly looked at. And, and if things then go the other way and you know, we end up having a boom, uh, eventually, then then they will look at lending criteria again because what we don't want are these spikes. We don't want these highs and these lows. So this at the moment is there to help the current situation. But I think going forward, it should help uh, you know the man in the street to decide now is a good time to buy, irrespective obviously of what's going on now. When we get through it, it will it will continue to be a good time to buy. And if the government is helping by getting slightly cheaper mortgages, prudently, of course, prudently uh, lending, then, uh, then they should keep it together rather than then putting it back. Okay, so we're now going to go to a question from our listener, which is LK in Dubai. If you have a question you would like to ask us about property or anything related to personal finance, send your question to pf at the national.ae. And remember, that's pf for personal finance. And the question is, my salary has been cut by 40% and I'm due to pay my next rental check in April. I don't think I'll have enough to meet the check. How do I negotiate with the landlord on this? We've kind of touched on this a little bit, Mario, but that is a worrying trend that we might see. So, so what should somebody do in this situation? I mean, can you give me a three-step kind of approach here? You know, the thing, the, the thing that's important is don't be frightened to, to speak up and do it as early as possible. Try to organize, you know, a, a meeting some, if you can, or if not, obviously on the phone, um, to explain your situation. And, and, and to explain that this is hopefully only a temporary measure. I don't know whether the listener is, is, is going to carry on with that particular company, whether this listener is also looking at maybe changing jobs or whatever. To, but I think we're all in the similar boat here. To, so to talk to the landlord, explain, uh, try to ascertain whether obviously the landlord has got a mortgage or not, because if he does, then you know the government is helping there to then hopefully make that decision a little bit easier. We've never had situations like this. So any advice I can give really would be to communicate with the landlord and try to somehow come to some sort of an agreement. This isn't this is hopefully either a deferment or a reduction in in payment rather than you know you're not paying. Don't say right I'm not I'm not paying it type of thing. They need to sort of work with the landlord. Okay. So you know we've looked at we've looked at rents we've looked at buying but what about the property outlook and we should maybe look not just at the UAE but globally what's going to happen to property after all of this Well again I don't have a crystal ball but you know being an agent you 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 expect me to say clearly that property is is always what uh, what you should be buying Now you know stocks and shares you've seen over the over the course of uh, period even even gold that's supposed to be a safe haven They've all suffered. Now, you know, prices in real estate uh, are not immune to this. Uh, they do go up as well as down. Uh, but I would always say when you have an asset that you can see, feel and touch, assuming that we're talking about the secondary market, you know, for me, I think that when we do come out of this and we will, uh, we will come out of it much, much stronger. Different values will come out. Uh, we will understand more and appreciate more family and, and, and other people. 
But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we still need to live somewhere. The investors right now are all looking for, for, for you know, for deals out there. So if you are serious about selling and are able to, to work with your agent, um, you know, deals will still be done. This isn't an, an apocalypse here. We're not, it's not like a zombie world, like Walking Dead or anything. At the end of the day, business will come back. Nobody has, um, has had to experience this uh, as far as I'm aware. So this is all new, new to us. But as long as people remain level-headed, you know, things will bounce back. So going forward, It'll be business as usual. There'll be some activity, quick activity, when when either a, a cure is found or, or when or when this thing sort of disappears, and uh, we will get back to normal. I would imagine relatively quickly. Let's hope so. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mario. No worries. Thank you. Thank you this week to our guest, Mario Volpi. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me on pf at thenational.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.